Welcome to Travel Unites Us, a podcast featuring stories straight from the heart of travel. I'm Aaron Schlein, and I'll be your co-pilot on this journey. My friend Rich D'Ambrosio and I started Travel Unites Us to share the human stories from real travelers, stories that get to the heart of who they are and what they do. Rich will be your host on this episode. Be sure to check out TravelUnitesUs.com for all the latest from the Travel Unites Us community. Okay, so we are live today from Croatia. Um, we're with Elinda Rovlich. Elinda and her sister, is it Vanja? Vanja? Yes, Vanja. Vanya, exactly. Run an inbound tour operation. Trying to connect, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, but she's yeah. <laughs> it's Amcro Travel. They so they they receive people into Croatia and then let them experience the country in a deeply immersive way. That is what these two sisters do. And we are going to now start sharing um, their Instagram feed because we're having a little bit of difficulty getting them um, live. So if you could just bear with me a second, um, I want to get over to their Instagram page. And we're now going to go live with our screen so you can see it. Linda, can you see the Instagram feed? Yes, sure. Okay. I can see that. Sure, now, sure. they are fairly active on Instagram. As you can see, you can find them at Amcro Travel. Um, and uh, they uh, have quite a few pictures. I guess you guys also do outbound because I saw some pictures like here. There's a picture of London. Of yeah, Parliament. of course. Also <laughs> from London. So everywhere. Uh, but the most pictures are from Croatia and, of course, from the United States because right. we have two companies. One company is based in New York and the other company, which is older company and the sister company in Croatia uh, for many years. So that's why we have the both pictures and because of two companies, because our partners in Croatia and our partners in America. Mm -hmm. And our target market is the United States because we are specialized in the United States, actually. So um, not that much companies, they are doing uh, just the States. They are doing probably all over the place. You know how it is. Uh, so we are doing luxury and the corporate travel and you do all over the place, but we are not. We are really doing just, and we are branded as a U.S. company for Croatia. Mm -hmm. So that well, is the I, difference between us and other companies. The closest I've gotten to Croatia in my travels um, has been to, um, oh my goodness, I think it. I think the country's right below you. It's just north of Greece, yeah. Albania. Albania oh, is the closest course. I've gotten to Croatia. Okay. Um, I was there two years ago um, when I was staying on the island of Corfu. We took the ferry over. So I've got a little bit of sense of the history in the area, but I'm really hoping that you can educate me and anybody who's watching today, um, people who've gone to Croatia, but maybe have done that first trip to Dubrovnik because that's where everybody goes. Um, yep. But tell a little bit more about that, but also for people who may have traveled to Europe and you know what the pattern is for an American who eventually makes their way to Croatia. Maybe you can help us figure out who that person is. And if they're listening today, if they're going to watch the video, they can start to envision themselves in some of these pictures. So first of all, ladies, when did you start your company? How old is it? Well, uh, we started our company in Croatia 10 years ago. 10 years so, ago? Uh, yeah, 10 years ago and two years ago in the United States. We opened the other company in the United States uh, exactly because of the clients and because our partners, because it is too much easier for them, uh, much easier to approach us to, I mean, because um, if you work with I need to say that is not commercial, but if you work with the Bank of America, it's much more different if you work with some other bank in Croatia, Correct. you know? Yes. So, Everybody's yeah. different. And that's the whole yeah, idea yeah, behind this yeah. project is exactly. that you and your sister, Vanya, the two of you are infusing this business with your own personal experience. And therefore, somebody who goes to you know Croatia with a tour company versus a small company like yours, they're going to come away with different experiences because your personality is a big part of it. Yes. Definitely. We always have personal approach to each client. It doesn't matter if it is a 
individual uh, arrangement or if it's a group. We always have some kind of a personal approach uh, to look into their needs, their wishes, requirements, whatever you want to call it. We are trying to fill all all of these requirements. Uh So um, as uh, Alinda told you before, according to her experience in management, I used to work in hotel management for 10 years. So I have some kind of a perspective from both sides for the clients, uh, which is uh, very important in this, uh, in this line of business, of course, yeah. to have different perspectives for the clients. So um, we are working for both uh, for a couple of years now, as she told you, more than 10 years together. Somehow we fulfill each other. So we are a good team, definitely. Sure, sure. What were you two doing before you started um, yes. Amcro Travel? And, and yeah. is, that, is that part of why you do what you do? Did it lead up? Yeah, to yes. absolutely, absolutely. For example, uh, I will say a few words about myself and then Wanya will join me with, uh, about herself. So I went to University of Split of Economics uh, and part of my education was in Rome in Italy where uh-huh. I lived for several years. That's why we are, comp- we are uh, combining Italy and Croatia. So my goal was to learn Italian and that was the best way to master it. So, buongiorno tutti. <laughs> buongiorno. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I did it after returning to Croatia. I used to live in Zagreb, capital of Croatia and split capital of Dalmatia right. and worked in executive management, board of directors. I always been in high level top management, mostly Austrian companies. Prior to opening our company, I worked as a regional director at one of the largest European banks, Raiffeisen banks, based in Vienna, Austria, and I have been rewarded many times for the results uh, that I achieved. So I think Vanya and I are the perfect match for its business. We are, we are complete, you know. Um, anyway, living in an area where we are directly or right. um, indirectly, we are connected to tourism. Our so entire now, family is involved in tourism over 40 years, so you know. To be, to be clear, you guys are not in Dubrovnik, you're in Split? We, yes, yes. Next to Split, so we are the right. place. Uh, the place called Makarska. Well, uh, the Makarska is a typical Mediterranean town located at the foot of the highest peak of the mountain, oh. so close to the sea. I think uh, that is the closest mountain to the sea with that high peak in the world, not just in Croatia. So it is very impressive. It, if the weather is fine, if nice weather, you can see the coast of Italy. It is, is this stunning t- view of the, yeah, the stunning view of the islands and the Adriatic coast. Is so, any of the pictures, are any of the pictures on the Instagram feed of, of where you are? Is this one I'm pointing to now with the snow-capped mountains? Is that where you are? Uh, yes, that is one of the, one of it. Mm-hmm. No, no, not that one. Not, not that, that one. one. Not that one. Uh, probably where the Makarska can see it from. Uh, yeah, the, uh, well. Uh, the one, uh, let me see, the Makarska is, uh, okay, no, just, yeah, that one, that, that one. one, yeah, that one yeah. is Makarska. This also. is where you live. Uh, yeah, yes, that's where, I, where we oh live. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the Adriatic. Look how blue it is. Yes. And, uh, so wherever you see the sea, that is from our place. Yes. Uh, Makarska is a very small picturesque picturesque city with 14,000 inhabitants, but uh, they have like a a small, narrow, stone-paved streets, um, clear sea, olive trees, great food, good wines, everything. So uh, in Croatia, we are very proud of of our wines and fabulous food, Mediterranean food, of course. So, yes, you can try all of that if you come here. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. what, got you, what got you into the business though what why did you start your company well uh well i need to say this because um, as i said i was over it so many times you know for my results so once i achieved a very nice uh um, well, the present i was over it with the travel to barbados for 12 years of 12 uh-huh. days sorry 12 days yep. for 12 days 
And I said, oh my God, I want to do this. I want to, I like to do this and I want to do this. That's what I like and that's what I know. So living in the area where we are, uh, we are living tourism. We are living people, uh, you know, so that is experienced uh, from since we was little. So that was a natural choice, actually. So, and Vanya, with her experience in, in management, hotel management. So, Vanya, if you can say something about you. Yourself too. Yeah. Of course, my name is Vanya. I'm her business partner and at the same time a sister. So, we would like to welcome you to Croatia, <laughs> of course, with Ankara Travel. Or, the, or I may say, my name is Vanya and I wish you a herzlich willkommen in Kroatien, natürlich with Anker Travel. This, we, uh, I just wanted to say to you uh, that we are both multi-language persons. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I speak German and English, just a little bit Italian, but you cannot compare it with Elinda's Italian. Right. But uh, maybe I can understand something, but uh, as Elinda told you, this idea was born long time ago to work together, but it was not prepared right away. Right. So uh, it came later uh, to do it, to really do it generally. It came, it came later. Yeah. She started mm -hmm. a little bit before me, then I joined her and we joined our experience, uh, her in, in the management. Uh, my experience from the hotel business and it became perfect perfect match yeah and to organize everything and for our love to united states because that yes. is our the area that we love to to work you know and that's right. the area that we actually where we sell our product our product you know yes. right. so because um, we know america very well it was uh, in-depth research and so on and guys we love you <laughs> that was the reason and we have so many friends there and we talked a lot about it and they said okay ladies we can do something about this yeah so some of the people said you know american people are demanding i think since <laughs> i used to, used to work in the hotel all guests are demanding if you wanted to work a really serious job you have to take every client as a demanding one and fulfill these demands. So that's why we are doing this good because we do not look at our clients demanding. They just have their own needs and their own wishes, which we are able to fulfill. And that's it. That's the way we work. Exactly. So describe the kinds of experiences you think make your companies stand out from, because there are quite a few companies who've jumped on the Croatia bandwagon, it's a very popular destination, um, partially due to Game of Thrones. Yes. But, but even before then, um, Dubrovnik has been on the radar screen for over 20 years because of its yes. ancient walled city. And exactly. quite a few people, when Croatia first started opening up um, to travel to the West, um, people were shocked at how, um, how so many of the medieval cities were intact um, I know you have a couple of UNESCO um, sites in Croatia. Exactly. So, so tell us about how do you take advantage of all these assets inside Croatia to deliver experience that's more than just the typical Game of Thrones tour? Yes. Yeah. Uh, for example, I need to tell you that I went to university in Dubrovnik, so I used to live there. Uh -huh. But Dubrovnik, in that area, it's not about the famous walls, or not just about Game of Thrones. I must say that Croatia was a um, spot for a film, not only for Game of Thrones, uh, like um, on the island of Wies, it was uh, the name Mamma Mia, here Mama we go Mia, again. Here we go again. <laughs> then it was the Robin Hood, etc., etc. But it's not only about that. When you come there, uh, it's, it's a history, huge history, which you can combine with natural beauty. So we have a lot of national parks. For example, just near Dubrovnik is a Mjet national park it's like a green island with a monastery with a lake small lake inside it's hard to describe you have to go and feel it sense it everything so uh, Croatia is not only the pictures I cannot send you just the picture and you will see it you uh -huh. have to combine picture and the feeling so like uh, Coca-Cola has taste the feeling we can say taste Croatia so exactly. you have to 
come here to taste everything, especially as I already mentioned before, and probably I will mention it multiple times, food and drink, especially wines, wine, are yes. really amazing. So, so let's start, let's start there. What yeah, is yeah, how, how could you how could you compare the local food and wine to a place that someone may have visited prior to Croatia? What I mean, I, I have no idea what Croatian food would yeah. taste like. Um, so if I'm thinking of going there, and I've heard a lot about the wine being very similar to Tuscan wines, mm -hmm. um, walk exactly. us through that. Somebody comes to, if somebody loves a certain type of food or wine that yeah. they have tasted in other places, how would they, you know, taste that in your country or taste yeah. something completely different? Yeah, okay. If you heard about Tuscany, and you are, and everybody's heard about Tuscany, so... When you say Tuscany, you say Istria in Croatia. So right. Istria in Croatia, exactly the same. So in Istria, you can go in the truffle hunting. You can have amazing wine. The best wines in Croatia are in Istria and Dalmatia, of course. But uh, I would say rather Istria. So uh, if you want to taste the food, it is always Istria and Dalmatia. So exactly the same like uh, Italy, like a, like a, like a, uh, Tuscany, like uh, mm -hmm. in Florence, I mean. So that is that is the more similar, and the people that already know. But the famous truffle hunting is just in Istria, in Croatia. So, and you can prepare that food, that uh, truffles, and I mean that's a unique experience. And then you are going to the, um, the wine tasting. So there are very popular tours in in Croatia. So in the I mean in the world. But that one is one of the our tours, of course. So, it, I mean, do you have pasta? Do you have, um, yes. you know, sauces that are similar to sauces people would, would experience yes. in uh, Italy? If, you want to, if we have uh, some of our clients we used to have, they were foodies. We have specific, specific, authentic meals that you cannot taste anywhere in the world. Specific for, for specific area. For example, in Dalmatia, you have pastizada, which is a um, very special type of the meat uh, made from beef. And it, when it's made properly, you need two till three days to make it. Because they put, have to put the meat um, in, uh, um, in, in wine, and that has to be like a four hours at least. Mm -hmm. And then... They have like a homemade noodles and a special sauce, which is also made with wine. So one of the one of the meals that can be made only here, or peka, which has to be made below um, like an iron bell, and then put not in the oven. It's a very special. It's like a grill, but not grill. You have to put it um, um, in a pot. Uh, potatoes, three different kinds of meat, and then iron bell. And on that, you have to put fire. It leaves <laughs> it there for three or four yeah. hours below iron bell. And then you have to remove the ashes, put off the iron bell. It's called pekka, and then you can serve it. It's also oh. very special. You can have it only here, nowhere else in the world. So there is a specific type of the restaurant. We call it konoba. It used to be throughout the history like a basement where the old people used to keep their vines or prosciutto, famous prosciutto. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. That is a ham or prosciutto. Uh, but is, oh, as an Italian, prosciutto is, is yeah, very popular in our household. Yeah, totally different from yeah but the unique. This one. Because this one is uh, smoked on a uh -huh. very specific yeah. wind called burra. It's a totally different type of the prosciutto yeah. that Italy have. So when you combine all this in this type of the uh, conoba, uh, where the fisherman nets are hanging on the wall, all the objects, sometimes even I don't know for what purpose they use people before. So it's very authentic. So when you get them, I mean the clients, when they come there, taste special food, uh, when they're they are in a special environment around it. It's not just a regular restaurant. We have that also. But it's always about the feeling, to feel something different that you cannot find at home. So these that are more like intimate type of dining experiences? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
with the wooden tables and chairs, different weird objects on the walls and the fisherman nets. <laughs> and the people are singing behind, yes. you know, Klapa. called Klapa. There are several guys and they are singing, uh, we would say, uh, yeah, a cappella. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, that is a yeah, that is a, I mean, unique experience. A little you're bit going different. To have to, you're going to have to email me some YouTube of videos course. of this. I want to see this. Sure, sure. <laughs> sure. It, is, it is a really unique experience and uh, pretty much different than in, um, in Italy, for example, which are closest to us. Yes. Right. So, yeah, that's the difference. So, Sonia, you just introduced the most obvious next place for us to go, is that what a lot of people don't realize about Croatia is that it's got this very long coastal uh, yes. coastline on the Adriatic. And in fact, uh, I guess the way that you know, the, 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 the world pulled apart geographically or, or ge geologically pulled apart is that there are thousands of islands of all sizes some yes. are inhabited, some aren't. You have a very unique coastline uh, yes. that really is only Croatian. Uh, Montenegro does not have that. Albania yeah. does not have that. You yeah. guys yes. have a very unique asset there. Tell us about both how the food um, reflects the, the large coastline, but also what are these beautiful islands all about? Are they accessible to tourists? If so, what's the experience on these islands like? Tell us a little bit about that beautiful coastline you have. If I may tell you, I mean, uh, also the other people, Croatia is a very, very small country, like 4 million inhabitants. What, what, is, what is weird that we have more than 1,244 islands. For such a small country, it's an amazing number because we are just across the way, if I may say so, from Italy, but their coast, it's not that, um, they do not have so many islands, or Montenegro, or they have, of course they have islands, but not so much. We have right. a really, really huge number of islands. We also used to have, um, for example, one of our offer was the island hopping, for example. It's very accessible to, to daily tours. So you can go, for example, uh, from one island in one city to another city, whatever you, for example, we used to make, um, uh, just a second, um, if you start in Dubrovnik, then you can visit island of Korčula. Then look around a little bit to Dubrovnik, then go forward to Split. Then visit island Brač and Hvar. Hvar is the sunniest island in the whole Croatia. So they have also great wines there. You can have some wine tasting there, see the vineyards. And then you can go forward to Šibenik and famous national park Plitvica or Plitvička Jezera, which is at 16 lakes, just in a cascade order. Or Krka waterfalls. Krka waterfalls, also near Šibenik. So yeah. um, you can have that option or what we used to call throughout Croatia, when it comes to Zagreb, which is the capital, you can look around a little bit of Zagreb, then follow through Istria, wine and dines, then go a little bit lower to the coast, again, Zada or Shibani, yeah. to, uh, to see Island of Lys and the Blue Caves, and then go further to Split and Dubrovnik. So depends on what do you like. We have many offers, and uh, as I mentioned before, the islands are very connected with a closer, bigger city. It is hard to come from Istria to Korčula, which is down south. But if you are staying in Dubrovnik, it's not a problem at all. So there is a, always option for you to see one or two or three islands on a daily trip. Always. It doesn't matter where you are based. In Split, Dubrovnik or Opatia or Robin, you can always have the option to see the islands. So I'm trying, yeah. to, put, I'm trying to put a map up on the screen. Great, yeah, to did it well. Understand. Yeah. So that, that was. <laughs> so Vanya, yeah, exactly. where did you just take us from? Because I'm trying to find Dubrovnik here. Uh, okay, down south. You, down yep, south. there's Dubrovnik south. all the way yeah, down yeah. here, Montenegro. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. And Downstairs. now these are the thousands of islands. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. Yes. So if you are located in Dubrovnik, National right. Park Mlet is just next to you. Or 
island of Korčula or um, Kolochepsipan. There is a group of islands called okay. Elafiti Islands. There is a whole group of islands and they have common name Elafiti Islands. They're doing uh, daily trips all the time from Dubrovnik to Elafiti Islands. So now is the, um, talk us through what the food is like along the coastline. What kind of seafood wow. comes out of the Adriatic? <coughs> Tell us a little bit about what they would enjoy. Especially peninsula fish. Oysters, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah yes. exactly. Uh, can you imagine one wine tour with oyster tasting, you know? So mm -hmm. that is one of the best uh, and the very popular, the most popular tours. So if you are staying in Dubrovnik, so one the daily trip uh, that we do and everybody's doing anyway, uh, that what we do is going to Peninsula Pelješac. So if you go a little bit on north from Dubrovnik uh -huh. and you can find it, yeah, exactly. Um, we are going to How visit the winery it? and then yes. oyster tasting. So that's stone. And st yeah, exactly. The stone. Place is stone. They have wild oysters, and if you order it, they put it out from the sea to put on your plate. That they don't have to order it from somewhere, from some kind of a store or somewhere. They have it right there. That's why they are famous for oysters. Well, growing up on Long Island, um, I grew up in a town called Oyster Bay. Really? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And because nice. Long Island... Because Long yeah. Island juts out into the Atlantic, um, the Peconic yeah. Bay back in the 70s and 80s, you could literally walk out on the, the gradual shoreline of the Peconic Bay and you could gather up um, clams straight. You could rake clams straight out, yeah. of, out of the bay, put them in a, a bushel basket that you floated with you uh. and, and wash them, clean them out and, and eat them the very same day. This, oh, is, nice. this is going back 30 or 40 years ago. Um, <laughs> now, you guys are all the way up here in Split. Yes. Tell, yes. Me, tell me, how, how different is Split from Dubrovnik? Is it, does it have less yeah. of that sort of medieval well, farm to it? What is Split like? Different is, uh, well, that is the second largest city in Croatia, and that is the capital of Dalmatia. So the split is very important for us because there is a Diocletian palace. You know what does it mean? That, the, that was the empire called Diocletian. Uh, he built up uh, in third century, I think, third century. Yeah. Uh, he, he built that um, Diocletian palace and that was a uh, Roman empire. You know, emperor mm -hmm. from Rome. Yeah, emperor from Rome. Yeah, yeah, but that was all Roman exactly. Now you can see, you can see the you can exactly you showed exactly. Yeah, that is the yes. that is the square. Yeah, and that is the San San Duya. We call that church, and that is amazing. The whole city is like a monument. You know, that church is a trademark for the city. Yeah, yeah. So you have so many things to see there. So there are, there are cellars. Uh, if you go from the esplanade or promenade, go to the church, that church, mm -hmm. that Duya church, you need to, to go below through the, ground. The, yeah, below the ground, through the cellars. Yes, in these cellars, yeah. now are stores. Yeah, there are stores. stores and so on. Souvenirs, stuff like that. Exactly. Ex exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did it well. You have it all. <laughs> yeah, bravo. <laughs> amazing stores, amazing experience. Can you imagine? It's like a, uh, you can feel like a Rome. If you've ever been in Rome, that is the same feeling. Yeah. So you can feel that history. So the split, the whole split region is full of the history. So nearby split is also a small place called Trogir. Also has the big walls, like Dubrovnik, for example. It's not just Dubrovnik that has these walls, famous walls. There is also Trogir, a small city, small UNESCO? place nearby. Yeah, UNESCO also city. UNESCO cities. So that is, if you come to Croatia, just in one word, if you come to Croatia, you need to see split. Yeah, just definitely. simple. Definitely. Uh, history is really, re uh, Split is also rich with history. It's a different kind of a history than Dubrovnik walls, but mm -hmm. um, it's hard to compare it. Like you're comparing uh, red wine and uh, white wine. It's, it's two different beauties. You cannot compare it, 
but it's in their own way it's beautiful so what is also funny these days in all these situations which we all believe it will pass this situation with COVID and everything we are looking beyond that in old Dubrovnik Republic they used to have just maybe one or 200 meters before the entrance to the city they used to have a quarantine because the ancient traders when they come to sell the silk they will keep them there for 40 days they were not allowed to enter in Dubrovnik the Republic of Dubrovnik because they weren't sure if they have plague in in the silk or whatever they are selling mm -hmm. so after 40 days they were allowed to come into Dubrovnik. So now, these days, we are all laughing to that, but they were really quite clever, even then. Yeah. <laughs> they, they knew better, they did. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I don't know that, I mean, most people think of Dubrovnik and they think of this section down here where the, the walled city is, yeah, but it yeah. is quite vast and um, there's quite a bit of, you know, parkland around it. Yes, um, it is. Go ahead. Yes, there is a cable car there, you know, that, that brings you on the hill, top of the hill, the search, cold search. Uh -huh. So there is a huge park and uh, you have a cable car from the city and that brings you up there to the mm -hmm. search hill. So you can have amazing view of, of the whole Dubrovnik and the whole area. Yes, there is, well, uh, there is a park there. Trying to find the mountain view. Mm -hmm. Is, yeah, the search, cold yeah. search. Yeah, must be there. So yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And the top of the hill. Yeah, that is so, the search. So um, when I was in Albania, um, mm -hmm. just south of the city that we landed for the ferry boat, um, yeah. maybe forty-five minutes south, uh, bus ride, we were able to see a two thousand or more ruin, a year old ruin of the Greeks. And then the Romans came and they built on top of it. And then, you know, the, the next group came, I, I don't know if it was the Ottomans maybe, but they came and built on yeah. top of it. And it was fascinating to remember all my high school um, history classes mm -hmm. that, um, that your region has seen so many empires come and go. Yes. Um, can you tell us this particular fort here on the left, and I'll try to go find the older version. Who mm -hmm. is this built by, and uh, how has it, um, you know, how has it transferred over time between different empires? No, mm -hmm. that was specifically from Dubrovnik Republic. Yeah, yeah. St. John's. Okay. Uh, the name of the tower is it St. John's, and they, it was built only from Dubrovnik Republic, not gotcha. from the other. The not city, the other. Uh, as I told you before. Uh, in that particular times, they were surrounded with the huge empires. On one side was the Roman Empire, on the right. other side was the Ottoman Empire. But they used to be in the middle, and which, which was very weird. Independent, they always independent. independent. Oh, yeah, they always were, independent. Yes, they used to pay uh, with money for their liberty, and they set uh, some kind of agreement with both sides they can trade, do trade in Dubrovnik, and they used to pay for their freedom, but they kept the freedom. That right. was most important. Yes. They have their own flag, and on the flag is written libertas, which means freedom. So that's why Dubrovnik is so specific. But what, what is weird, Dubrovnik, as we know today, um, outside of the walls didn't exist at the time. It was existing only inside the walls. But what, we, what is very peculiar for that time, they used to have Orthodox Church, Jewish Church, everything at that time. So there were very diversity in architecture uh, in the city. Mm -hmm. So, but if you're going throughout the Croatia, as you said before, depends on which part of Croatia are you going, you will find so many different historical backgrounds. For example, if you're going near Zagreb, you will find so many castles from Austria-Hungarian empires a little bit later. Throughout Dalmatia, you will always find Roman Empire because Dalmatia were 
was under Roman Empire for more than 400 years. From time to time, there, uh, in the upper part of Dalmatia or inland, you will find uh, lots of traces from Ottoman Empire in the um, towers or churches and stuff like that. So uh, each area have a different background in history, depends to which empire they were closer, closer on the map. And mm -hmm. as you said, depends in which year they uh, have been um, ruled there and for how long. Sometimes it was only for a few years, sometimes it was 50 years. So that is also important. I, uh, well, so I, I'm remembering now, I think the city that we went to from Corfu was Saranda. Um, yes. And I remember while we were in Saranda, there was a archaeological site uh, that was excavated. It was a Jewish synagogue uh -huh. right here mm -hmm. in the middle of the city. And yeah. uh, I remember, you know, walking inside and taking pictures. And I think, you know, quite a few of us Americans don't realize just how diverse so many places in Europe are. My favorite Jewish yeah. um writer is a gentleman by the name of Primo Levi, and he mm -hmm. lived in Rome, and he oh, was yeah. uh, a prolific writer and a wonderful, um, I wouldn't call him a theologian necessarily, but what? how many faiths currently are in Croatia? Is it dozens? Is it uh, in Saranda? Our tour guide, her, her father was Christian, her mother was Muslim, and she was still trying to figure it out. <laughs> what's, what's it like in Croatia today? Thousands of places. Uh, as you mentioned before, there is a, um, a lots of UNESCO spots uh, in Croatia, throughout Croatia. Not only, you can, we do not have one spot. That is the beauty of Croatia. There is so many diversities in, this, in the Croatia. Not only in the coastal part, also in the inland, there were the uh, surrounding of capital city of Zagreb or Slavonian. Uh, and also religions. That's what I think. Uh, history. You, yeah, history yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. But that, that was an impact to our uh, diversity in religions also. Although uh, the Croatians are more Catholics, Mostly, that's yeah. true, but there are also community of the Orthodox uh, yes. Christians, there are also Muslim, Muslims, Jewish. they are Jewish, they are, I mean, they are all very welcome, you know, and they are also budgeting from the government budget, I mean. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so they are all ex not just acceptable, but very welcome. The, as I look at some of the landscape in the countryside, to some degree mm -hmm. it reminds me of the Italian coastline, but it still seems distinctly different. Um, yes. Explain to us, you know, what is, the, what is the climate like there? Is it, you know, do you compare it to places in Italy that people, if they have never been to Croatia, but they've Ooh. taken the usual American tourism route in Europe? Mm -hmm. You know, you go to London, you go to France, you make your way to Italy, you maybe go to Greece. And yeah. then you start migrating up uh, to the eastern part of Europe. How would you compare um, your landscape to, you know, other places people might have been to? Well, if you are speaking about the weather, it is exactly the same weather like in Italy. So, mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, staying at our home is the same weather like in Rome, for mm -hmm. example. Just for saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, the, the difference between our coastal part and the Italian coastal part is exactly like Manja said before, we have so many islands and they have none from the part of the Adriatic. They have islands from the other part, but not of the Adriatic part. So that is the, the I mean, I have many friends in Italy and they always say me, keep saying me, okay, you took the best part of the, the Adriatic Sea. So you took everything from us. <laughs> so, and that's the huge difference. So we have so many islands, much more clear sea, a clear and um, bright sea, which in uh, the part of Italy is not like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So because the of the oil industry far. and whatever, I yes. mean, because um, they never done tourism on the coastal part of the Adriatic in Italy like we did. So that's the, the yeah, and that's the that's the main difference between uh, between the coast. If you are speaking about the coastal part and the weather, I mean the climate. Um, well, that is the same. For example, uh, we have a uh, hundred percent. 
70, actually seven months, we have beautiful weather. And uh, five I months, like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So the, when the fine weather is starting, exactly, it's just right now. It's a beautiful weather. There is no cloud out there. Amazing weather. So uh, it is an April. It is April, and it will be so until the uh, maybe uh, November, something like that. You know. Mm -hmm. So that will be very nice weather until November. In November, starting a little bit. You know, um, changing weather. I mean, it's a, it's fall time, of course, and then the winter time, and so on. But anyway. The most of the time of the year, we have a beautiful weather and sunny and sunny weather. So that that would be, I mean, that is our advantage also. And we have a beautiful sky. You know, there is no ozone here. I mean, <laughs> that is oh, a real ozone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, sorry, I need to interrupt. Uh, maybe it will be closer to understand that we are on the beach. May, June, July, August, September, and partially October. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Of course, it's not the same temperature in May and August, right. but it's nice. Definitely, you can go to swim in the sea, not in the pool, into the sea. Yeah. Basically, and one thing I will I would like to mention, if you well, you show the map of Croatia. So yes. you need to know that we have that kind of um, the position in the map that we are combining uh, five countries in our tours. So if you come in Croatia, so you can visit Italy, you can visit Slovenia, and you can visit uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina, and uh, you can visit uh, Montenegro. So there mm -hmm. uh, there are five countries including Croatia, I mean, so, mm -hmm. and it is, it will be a tours uh, were from 12 days, for example, uh, yeah. starting in Italy, starting in Rome, through the Florence, through the Venice, uh, we are going to Istria, and then to Split, and then Dubrovnik, and uh, on the way from Split to Dubrovnik, we are going through the Bosnia and Herzegovina, visiting Mostar, and then we are going to Dubrovnik, and from Dubrovnik we are going to Montenegro on a daily trip. And from the Istria we are going in Slovenia two days. So, I mean, that is for the somebody, For somebody who's going to do those multi-countries, are there any specific visa requirements? Or once you're in Croatia, is it easy to cross borders without any additional documentation? No, no visas in these countries. That's why we are combining these countries because there is no need uh, for you uh, to have any additional documents, any visas or anything. Mm -hmm. So very that simple. is, yeah, so very who simple. Do you, who do you find, how, how much traveling has someone done by the time you find them ready and interested to come to Croatia? Is it is it typically someone who's been to Northern Italy, they've been to Venice, they've done Tuscany, and now they're thinking, okay, you know, I'm, I, I've heard a lot about Croatia, I'm going to go across the Adriatic. Or, or do you find people come from America, come from any travel experience? Yeah, we had a little bit of everything. We have uh, we had a people that already been in Croatia, and we had a people that never been in Croatia but been in, in Italy, for example. And mm -hmm. they're just curious because it is a very popular now. As I said before, um, many celebrities coming in Dubrovnik in Croatia in our uh, coastal part, uh, taking yachts, and they are just uh, sailing uh, on the Adriatic Sea, you know. And that's why we came, became uh, Croatia became very popular, and the people heard about that, you know, because of the sports hour, because we are successful in sports also, mm -hmm. and the people heard about that, but never been here. So that is um, mostly mostly those guys are our our guests, our clients, our customers, but also the people who who've been in Italy as well, or they've been in uh, Spain, or they've been in France. So because all these countries are Mediterranean countries, and they would like to come in Croatia. Oh, they have friends from work. They are yes. from Croatia, so they heard about it. That never have been. So we have a lot yeah. of different options. I, I was almost in your country two years ago. I have, a friend, of mine, <laughs> I have <laughs> a friend of mine who represents a group of independent hotels in Croatia. Yeah. And she wanted me to come to Croatia on a group of travelers. And I just couldn't mm -hmm. find the time to do it, unfortunately. Uh -huh. if, 
if we're going to need to wrap up in about five minutes, if there is one town in Croatia that you feel is one of those hidden gems, it is a place that if somebody is going to make the trip to your beautiful country, that you would like them to, to take the time out, to get away from Dubrovnik and from Split and from some of the other places that are the more popular. Can you help direct me on this map to where it is? And maybe we can take a couple of uh, pictures. Is, so, there, is there a hidden gem? Of course, there is a Shibanik and Zadar also. And Rovin I saw Zadar, there it is. Okay. Yeah. So let's zero Shibanik in on and Zadar. Zadar are amazing cities and the Rovin also. In Istria, up northern part of the coast, is yep. a very, very small, picturesque town called Rovini. Well, here is, you said it's Zadar? Zadar yes. is also amazing with the right. organs, I mean, on the sea, sea organs. And uh, yes. also, These yeah, that is Zadar. That is Zadar. Wow. And Look they at have also mountains. the walls. Exactly. Yes. And they have wall cities, uh, wall city also, like in Dubrovnik. Like I said, I many I cities. mention sea organs. They put organs in the walls on the coast. So every time the waves come, they play in the music. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's called sea organs. Yes. It's playing constantly. The music is constantly playing because of the, uh, the waves are coming all the time. The sea current is always there. That's so that is Zadar. Zadar. It's really amazing. Amazing place to Look stay. Look at this beautiful amazing. seaside yes. plaza to sit and yes. dine. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. amazing. Uh, if you can try to find the picture of uh, Rovin. Rovin. How do, you, how do you spell it? R-O-V-I-N-J. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Let's zero in on that. Very yes. And now let's take a look at some of the pictures. It seems much smaller. Yes. Much smaller. That's why it's hidden gem. But the food is amazing. But more and walls. Yeah, and yes. the hotel accommodations are also amazing. How romantic yeah. is that? Oh that my is, God. yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, it's hard to tell just one city. It's really hard. Yeah. But um is there another one, Shibanik yeah. also. You Shibanik, you need to yes. find Shibanik. So Oh my god, I'm falling in love. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> and fortress of Shibanik. <laughs> Amazing. How do you spell? Amazing. Let's let's try Shibanik. Hold on, let me get yeah, back try to Shibanik. Go ahead. Nearby Zadar. It's a nearby Zadar. Okay, so let me between, go back between to Zadar. Between Zadar. If, yeah, yep. between Zadar and Split, exactly. Okay, so I'm going to go south. Yeah. Zadar Archipelago yes. is a, is a famous. And how do, you, how do you spell it? Shibanik. S-I-B-E-N-I-K. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Now, this is a little bit interior. It's, it's on a uh, interior uh, Body it's of not. Water. It's not interior. They are no, just uh, on the coast. what you're looking oh, wow. now. Yeah. No. Yes. Exactly. Shibani. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh that my is. gosh. That is, and uh, you need to see Fortress the Barone on the top of the hill above the city. Throughout the history, the Croatian kings used to have their crown right there in that city. Uh, it's called in among the people like a king's town so Shibanik. this would be the coronation city this is where coronation. they would go yeah. to become exactly. king mm -hmm. yes exactly oh my goodness and there are yeah. so many fortresses there they are famous look fortresses. at that fortress up on top of the Baron. yeah yeah baron and uh, there are st james now recently opened so amazing city Oh my gosh. You see that fortress on the top? That is Barone. Now, I hate to pit one country against the other, but yeah. for people who are um, looking at their travel budget, how yep. does Croatia compare in a total budget food, hotels, activities to say Italy? Is it less expensive? 
Well, it is less expensive, but you need to know that Dubrovnik is a, probably one of the most expensive cities in Europe, you know? Right. Uh, Dubrovnik is a pretty expensive. Uh, Split is not that expensive and the other parts are not that expensive, but they're not also so cheap like people uh, think about it, you know, mm -hmm. because Italy is already famous and there are uh, costs a lot more. That's not true, but cheaper it is. Right. But not that not so much. much. And there's exactly. just a little bit, but I think um, uh, when comes time, uh, when the times come, I think it's not such a huge difference. <laughs> yes, it is a little, as so, so it's, it's not, keep it it's on the not to be compared strictly on price. It is definitely a different experience, obviously. Yes. Are, are the cultures yes. similar? Are, are, the, are the cultures similar in terms of um, religious faith, of hospitality? Yes. 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 Exactly. And I love the red tile roofs. The red tile roofs just remind yes. me of Tuscany. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Red roofs. Yes. Oh, just lovely. Ladies, yeah. I just wanted to thank you for taking time out to show me your beautiful country. I probably have expanded my knowledge of Croatia by about you know five thousand percent having yeah. spent this very brief time with you. Um, so so that we so can. We have immerse. additional questions. And so we are always here to answer, to help, whatever yes. you need. Right. So and we would like to, to point out that this uh, moment that we are uh, the official partner of uh, Asta's, uh, Asta Destination Expo um, yeah. in 2020 in December. So if anyone wants to see, wants to taste, to feel it, so... If you, you are a travel you advisor and you are not a member of the American Society of Travel Advisors, it yes, might we be are. yes, we are. Well, I'm telling anybody who's watching, if you are yeah. not, you yeah. may want Sorry. to join as soon as possible, not for all the other benefits that ASTA provides, exactly. but also exactly. you get access to these events. I got to, to Greece and Albania on an ASTA Destination mm -hmm. Expo, so I can personally vouch for the importance of becoming an ASTA member in some form. Um, so as you can see on this page, I'm now on the Instagram page. You can follow them at Amcro yes. Travel on Instagram. You can go to their website, amcrotravel.com. Um, and any other social media assets that we can alert people to? Um, Twitter, Twitter also. Mm -hmm. So you can start following them. Get to know yes. these two wonderful sisters who want to welcome you to their country when all of this madness is over. And yeah. ladies, thank you so much for taking time out with me today. Thank you, Richards, very much for uh, inviting us for this interview. It was an amazing time. And thank you so much. And the, uh, the audience also to everyone. Yes. Yep. yes, thank you. So we're yeah. going to... Thank you, everyone, for your time. And I hope we can welcome you in Croatia. It doesn't I, matter if it's... Asta Destination Expo or VVIP, whatever it is, we are here for you. So, how do you say goodbye in your language? Dovigenia. Dovigenia. Yes. <laughs> You're great. Oh, <laughs> please, I butcher more languages than I'm proud to admit. <laughs> yeah. You're Thank you very both. well. Thank you yeah. both, and I wish you well in these crazy times. Thank you, Take and care. you too, yep. and everyone else. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Stay safe. Be sure to check out TravelUnitesUs.com for all the latest from the Travel Unites Us community.